0: Hello, hello everyone. Before we get into today's amazing podcast episode, I did want to let you know if you hadn't already heard of the Get Found on Google workshop that I am hosting later this month on June 28th from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. It is both workshop and co-working because I am going to show you how to optimize your Google Business Profile, give you a couple of tutorials, and then we are going to get into action and we're going to put in the work in to really optimize your Google profile. So depending on how much time we have by the end of it, you'll either have a fully optimized Google Business Profile or be well on your way to doing so. So if you'd like to join us, check out the link in the show notes. I have two registration options for you. The first one is standard and it gets you access into this workshop. All of the tutorials you also get me, there being your Q&A master. And that is $40. And then the second option is a VIP option, which you're going to get all of that. Plus you're going to get an audit by yours truly based on all the work that you have already done. So again, if you'd like to get more information and register to get found on Google, head on over to the show description for the link. Alrighty, let's get on with today's show. Hello, travel biz owner, welcome to my corner of the travel industry, the strategic travel entrepreneur podcast. If you're ready to have fun, be inspired, get clarity and take action in your travel business, then you're in the right place. Let's jump in. What can I do now to one, lower my tax responsibility for future, but also two increase my profit so that I can cover all the expenses and not have to worry about anything, but also put myself in a better financial situation for this year and the years
1: to come. Yeah, and that's like a very loaded right. <laughs> question. <laughs> right. So let's well, first let's talk about because you mentioned setting money aside to cover taxes. Mm-hmm. So let let's go through and explain what taxes, because as a self employed individual, Especially if you're filing, you know, on a Schedule C. So you're not paying yourself a wage with any taxes being withheld. So your entire net profit is not only subject to income tax, but it's also subject to self-employment tax. So there's two taxes. Yes. Plus whatever taxes at the state level. So whatever that percentage happens to be. So there's one thing. And people are like, oh, I'll just set a little bit of money aside, but they forget that there's essentially 15% that they're paying for self-employment tax mm-hmm. because that's covering the social security and Medicare in basically in double. So the employer and the employee portion, cause you're both mm-hmm. <laughs> as a small business owner. So that's one thing. And then of course the income tax and, you know, depending on how you're looking at it, if you're doing it from a revenue perspective, So before you deduct all of your expenses, like what would you set aside? Probably 20 to 25% Mm -hmm. would be safe. If you're doing it from a net profit perspective, you need to set aside a higher amount because you're covering 15% for self-employment, yeah, self-employment taxes, Mm -hmm. whatever your effective federal income tax rate. And if you look at your tax return, you can easily calculate that. And sometimes with this new software, it actually gives it to you on one of the the summary sheets. So it could be, you know, anywhere from like 10% up to, you know, 30, 40, depending on how much income you have. Mm -hmm. So you need to factor that in there plus your state tax level. Mm -hmm. So um, probably a minimum of 30% if you're basing it on your net profit and maybe 20 to 25% pull off the top for... Um, if you're using gross revenue. Right,
0: right. Because I think, so I've created the lead generation calculator that calculates kind of what your basic yearly income goal is. And I think that's what the calculator pulls is 30% for taxes because um, when you're making income goals, I think like that's that's also something that's not talked about is that you need to make income goals to cover not only what your expenses are personal and professional, but also your tax responsibility.
1: Yep. And it depends on how you set up those goals. I mean, this is like splitting Mm -hmm. hairs, but maybe when you're, you know, covering what you're paying yourself personally and how much you want to pay for yourself, that Mm -hmm. can already include covering taxes, Mm -hmm. or you can call it out as a separate line item. Mm -hmm. Right two different ways to, to go, but that that's where it really feeds into the profit planning piece, you right. know, cause you're looking at the net net, like what are you going to be left with after expenses, after taxes, because right. that's really what's available to you to feed your lifestyle, to do whatever it is you want to do. And having those calculations be pretty accurate and mm-hmm. not creating a profit plan and letting it sit on a shelf for 12 months. Like, yeah, <laughs> or if you have a lot yeah
0: if you have created it because um that I have like after working kind of like through all my goals the debts that I have to pay off and wanting to pay that off in the next year I have like big goals that I have to achieve so how can you rework essentially your plan and that goes like you have to know your numbers first And once you know your numbers, how can you get there? And once you figured out how you can get there, AKA your sales plan, how are you going to promote things so that you can get there? AKA your marketing plan.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, one of those things where the finances crosses over into marketing and sales, right? Because you really can't have one without the other. Like they do fit hand in hand. Right. And a lot of times, the major focus in the travel industry or any high selling industry is marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like, Oh, we look at the top level revenue and then forget about everything else. But really it's all of those things in between that also impact what you're able to keep and make and pay for. And you know, all of that, I always flip mine upside down. So if you were saying like, what do you want to be able to pay yourself? Well, maybe part of paying yourself, is also how much are you applying to debt or loans every month? Mm -hmm. Because that's cash that has to come to you to be able to pay for that. Um, So you just reverse the whole thing. We're used to this profit and loss statement or income statement being a very traditional accounting focused look, you know, revenue minus expenses equals profit, like flip it, start with what do I need to have? Like what's my real money goal and then what money am I spending it on? Even if it's not an expense, I know this goes against the grain, like, but you're really trying to figure out almost a quasi cash flow Mm -hmm. element to it. And then how much money is actually coming in or how much do you need to come in? And that's where it flips over into sales. Like what do you need to sell to hit that goal? And how do you market to meet those sales to hit that goal. Right,
0: right. Because I I think the other part, so aside from, so we've talked a little bit about cleaning up my mess, uh, (laughs) action steps that I've taken slash I'm looking at taking to get on better track. I think the other part of my boo-boo of this year was that I didn't plan for growth. And when I say that, it is talking about my fees and not only like talking about the fees that I charge in my marketing business, but also additional tech that I needed to use that would make me better, more efficient, uh, give more things or provide more benefits to my clients, but then also giving myself room to hire out assistants Whether that's what I'm thinking in the future could be a podcast producer or a virtual assistant for admin tasks. And I don't think that that we talk about this a lot. It's not just like myself in my marketing business, but also travel advisors in their travel business, especially when there's so many people who are like, I will not charge a fee. Then how are you going to account for these expenses? Because it's not only that, it's what do you have the capacity to do? many people are parents. Many people have autoimmune diseases like myself or are neurodivergent. So they don't have like the 60, 70 hours, but also should we be working that much anyways? Uh, Other topic. Um, But then also being, giving yourself permission or being in a position to add on assistance, because I always hear, I don't have the money for that. I don't have, like, I can't hire somebody. I don't have the money for that. So why did you not position yourself for that growth to begin with instead of being like, Oh shoot, like it's time to do this. And now I'm
1: in a pickle. It happens a lot. And then the other thing I want to add in, because, um, I know there's, you know, a certain group or I don't want to say level, but I don't, I don't know the right word to use, but they're in a Mm -hmm. certain space of travel advisor And then there could be ones who are just starting, like this is starting out as a hobby, maybe full-time. Some of them hit it out of the park, like right from the start. Other ones kind of struggle their way through, but retirement, like you're not going to be able to sustain this level of work forever. right? (laughs) Let's just face it. So part of the money that you're setting aside is not just for taxes, but it's for your future. Right. So how are you going to live when you stop selling travel or you want to cut back on selling travel for whatever the reason? And it doesn't have to be because, you know, you get older, maybe now you have aging parents that need your help Mm -hmm. or you have a child that now has their own child that you want to spend more time with all of these different life events, right. Take us in different directions. And if we wait until it's too late (laughs) to set those up, now we're scrambling or feel like, Oh, I have to work a job or I can't survive. So that's a little bit extreme, Mm -hmm. but you know, putting the point home, like you don't want a huge tax bill at the end of the year, but you also don't want to be faced with no money for retirement when you're to the age that you don't want to work anymore. Right, right. And even making sure that you're
0: covered for when you do take the vacations that you want to be taking throughout the year. Um, And also just future planning, like maybe you want to upgrade your house at some point, maybe you want to rent some office space. Uh, I think we all need to be more mindful, especially when we're charging fees, because especially in the travel world. The commission is the commission. Uh, You can, there's different variables that you can utilize, like sell higher price products or sell one product to multiple people, aka groups, um, or like to be able to increase your conversion so you're not working as, as hard to like get more people. But you have to account all these different factors for growth in that planning fee, so I think sometimes we put out numbers like, okay, I'm going to charge this as my planning fee. It's going to be 250. It's going to be 350. But why? And like, is that the right number? I know those are things that I am mulling in my head, and it's not so much like, okay, this is the right number. If you want to make your planning fee $500, because that's going to afford you the lifestyle that you want, factoring in growth investments, all these other things, what does a $500 experience for your clients look like? So it's the $500
1: value. Exactly. And then you also have to remember of the $500, you know, you're not actually getting to keep $500. (laughs) <laughs> because for one, you have to pay taxes on it. Like that's yes. a given. And for most people, they're using some kind of a merchant payment, you know, system to charge the money. So they keep right. their fees. Right. You're not getting those fees. And there's a bunch of other things, you know, the factor into this. So the, the gross number is not the number that you get to keep. And I think that's just um, learning, to be an entrepreneur and think Mm -hmm. with the numbers as an entrepreneur or a business owner versus an employee. And I know what my paycheck is every single week because they take everything out for me. And everything that's in there is what I have to cover my life and my bills.
0: I think that was probably the biggest shift for me because I will be completely honest and like sometimes when these financial conversations come around it's like the Charlie Brown teacher because you don't ever think that you're at least myself I hoped and I wish but I don't think I actually like envisioned myself that I would be in this amazing situation (laughs) that I made profit and it was so funny because I still have to like pinch myself almost to be like you made profit you made profit all on your own like an employer didn't pay you to do it. like you didn't clock in or clock out. You did things on your own time, doing things that you loved. You did that by yourself, <laughs> uh, but we don't account for the the response. That's what I think it is. It's a responsibility. I I think we, like, it's like that shiny, like you think of Hollywood a certain way. And then when you actually go to Los Angeles, it's like, oh, that's not what I thought Hollywood was going to be. And it's not that entrepreneurship is icky or yucky. It's, you just have to look at it differently. There's a different lens that you have to put on
1: once you've reached a different level in business ownership. Exactly. Because really you are a business owner, Mm -hmm. not a, even though to the public facing you know whatever title people prefer travel agent advisor consultant expert whatever it is you're still a business owner Mm -hmm. if you don't get a w-2 and you're working off a 1099s and fees and whatever you're a business owner Mm -hmm. so we have to think like a business owner would and that includes not just selling marketing and selling but it includes our operations and our finances because when the cash runs out, your business may not be around very long. Right. Right. So, where? Totally can- different mindset.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. And it's kind of like going from foundation steps to. Cause I feel like I'm in various parts of my business. I'm in the rinse and repeat phase. And I'm also in the grow phase where I'm setting up systems and financial systems is a big part of it. And it's not discussed enough because I think, you no, know, I know sometimes, well, I know for me because I love marketing. Like we talk about the sexy stuff in business and the client facing things that we forget to be like, oh yeah. There's also like a, a machine that's running in the background and the machine needs to be fed appropriately in order to
1: survive. Exactly. And it's funny you mentioned the sexy stuff, right? Because it's <laughs> it's more fun. We get to be more creative exactly when we're doing our marketing or we're building itineraries or all of this, but it's also sexy to be able to pay yourself. Yes. Like- how excited are people, you know, when you've got your paycheck, if you work for an employer at any point in time, you're like, oh, I got paid this week. What am I going to do- go do? Right. How am I going to celebrate? Or you've got that bonus, whether it was quarterly, annually, whatever, right? You already probably had some of it spent in your mind. Right. Am I going to go on vacation? Well, you can do the same thing as a business owner. You just have to plan for it and make it happen as part of the business. Right. And then it is fun and sexy because you're getting to do what you want to do, live the lifestyle that you want to have without always constantly hustling and struggling. And like you said earlier, make it fun.
0: Yes. And I think like, that's kind of like the new eyes and not that I had, like, it's kind of going from what expenses can I cut to how can I make more money? And I think like, that's where the exciting part comes from me because I love being creative. I love thinking innovatively and things don't have to be like cutting and dicing (laughs) and all those like taking away all the time. So I think like, that's, what's the fun and exciting part for me now is okay. Like, I know there's certain things that are out there that can help me reduce my tax responsibility Uh, such as like Roth IRA or hiring employees or Augusta rule stuff, which we won't get into now, but uh, talk to your tax accountant about that. Um, So that stuff is exciting to see like how I can use different benefits that are allowed out there and how I can finagle those for my business, but then also creatively thinking, okay, How can I make more more money in my and that's that's exciting right now. Like even saying that, how can I make more money in my business?
1: It is because you know it's not just about making more money. It's really like there's always a deeper thing to it. You're helping more people. You know, you're putting more good out into the world, and you're getting rewarded for what you're doing. That energy exchange. Yes. So you're receiving money, which is energy, and helping them, which is also your time and energy yeah, to make all that happen. So yeah. And when you work it from both angles though, like how can you make more money or attract more money and how can you reduce expenses or, you know, optimize your time, become more efficient, things like that. Then you really see like where mm-hmm. the magic happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the super exciting part. So <laughs> while I'm like, <laughs> that was like a little bruise blemish like we are rising up from from that in April. So I know that you don't do taxes, but you do have different ways that you can help travel advisors with handling finances. So let us know a little bit more about your services.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways. So you are correct. I do not prepare taxes anymore. Well not pay not as a paid role family, you know, still help them out, (laughs) that kind of a thing. But, um, but I have been consulting. So helping travel advisors Mm. understand taxes better, um, understand, you know, what they can do to help financially in their business, whether it's the foundations, it's huge. You don't know what your profit is every month, then you need to figure out how to see what that is. And mm-hmm. I know many are missing the connection. Like, okay, well, you know, my profit was $500 this month. What does that mean? So uh-huh. it's, you you need to have that first before we can take it a step further. Right. So setting up those systems, not having the number crunch or the hair pulling session from January through April or whatever. So having that all in place before you get there, which right. ultimately frees up time for wave season, right? Nobody wants to be pulled away from when most clients are reaching out in the beginning of the year to focus on pulling their numbers together so they can pay income tax. Like that's right. not very um, sexy at all. So no. <laughs> um, helping travel advisors set up their tracking systems, whether that be in a spreadsheet, um, a cloud-based system, doing the consultations. And then I also have the tax prep kit, which is going to get a revamp before the end of the year Mm. to include more. But I know you have it, it's very thorough. And it does explain a lot of things about business taxes, not necessarily personal income tax, but um, some of the things in there kind of overlap. But I've gotten some really good feedback on that, that it really helped people understand, like you were saying, educate yourself a little bit more so mm-hmm. that now when you are working with a tax person or you have questions, you, you know, that like this thing actually exists and you mm-hmm. might need to learn more about it right. to implement it properly for your business. Right. So those are the main ways um, right now. Of course, there'll be more coming later this year. Always Yay! have surprises. <laughs> Love it. Well,
0: Stephanie, thank you so much again for being here. Um, kind of like guiding along this, Uh, I felt very comfortable, and I hope like this was travel advisors, travel business owners. This was helpful to you. Um, I'm sure some of you were will be like, "What the heck, Rita?" And others are or you will be like, "Oh." I had no idea. (laughs) So wherever you are along that spectrum, at least this has been some sort of an eye-opening interview that you can take and really empower yourself to improve the way you
1: do finances for your travel business. Yes. And I just want to close with my goal or my wish for everybody listening to this is one to feel more confident and in control and really understand Whether you know it, you don't need to know it at an expert level, but at least to be very comfortable in making Mm -hmm. decisions when it comes to the finances and to get off of the once a year train. Let's move to a monthly tracking, regardless of how many transactions you have, Mm -hmm. making those healthy financial habits to make your life easier once you get into the groove.
0: Amen to that. Alrighty, travel business owners, you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again, Stephanie, for being thank here. You. Happy and to do it. Thank you. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Remember to check out the show notes for all relevant links and
1: resources from today's show. See you next time.